Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> This podcaster named Sean Allen. ASAP, another Sean Allen podcast. ASAP, another uh, Sean Allen podcast. ASAP, another Sean Allen podcast. Follow, subscribe, wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify, and Apple listeners. Please, please rate and write a review. I have two special guests with me. Shay Watch, and I got my girl, Pretty Black, a.k.a. Carla, back on the ones and twos. What's up, listeners? Hi, podcast listeners. They in here hype up about Insecure in Already. <laughs> the final episode last yes. night. We just go dive right in. What do you think about the... Okay, so before we even go into that, as a whole, Insecure, five seasons, what, do you, what did it do for you, Shay? Insecure for me was groundbreaking. Um, I finally felt by watching Insecure, I finally saw myself. I saw myself in Insecure. I saw my friends in Insecure. I saw situations I had experienced, my friends had experienced. Um, I would get <laughs> Sean's over here going <laughs> right now to at her answer. I, I, I said the same. Yeah. yeah, it really. I saw myself, and I feel like so many different shows I would watch, and then especially as a writer. I, I all okay to take it back. I started watching Awkward Black Girl, which was Issa's YouTube series, like back in the day. Right. And then when she actually got insecure, and I watched that, it was really like motivational for me as a writer because I remember watching Awkward Black Girl. I used to wait for her episodes to drop for Awkward Black Girl. I was so into it, and um, insecure. Really, I just love that it told and showed and portrayed the, the story of black women friendships and the struggles that we go through on a daily basis. And it was finally mainstream yes. to see someone like myself. I was never really, I would say, awkward, but I felt like I did. I identified to a lot of different parts of Issa. I mean, I identified to some of the awkward things she would do, but I definitely saw myself in different parts of her, different parts of Molly, Tiffany, Kelly. Yeah. And it was just good to to see that and see myself and my friends reflected on TV in such a positive light. And I, I loved the way that they portrayed it. And I was really thankful for Issa and the cast and the writers for having that story. And I'm glad they opened the door for writers like myself and other writers to have other black female stories be portrayed 
because I'm coming. I'm ready. What about you? So for me, gosh, I got to piggyback off of a lot of stuff that Shay is saying because she definitely hit the nail on the head with everything that she was saying. But for me, it was more than just a show, I guess you can say, because it was just like it it really stood for a lot of my young adulthood. Like Insecure really literally wasn't just a show. It was just something that helped me navigate my young adulthood, period. Because right. like Shay was saying, I saw myself in a lot of her situations that she went through and it was so it was authentic. It wasn't when I say it was authentic, I mean that you couldn't really tell it was scripted, to be honest. Because yeah. of how it flowed. It was just something so like you can picture yourself in the midst of her and even um, with the relationships with the men on the show, which was shown more so in this final season um, because it wasn't male. It was not really a male focused show. It's focused on the women and their interactions with their different male uh, romantic interests. But I like how in the final you know, season, how they took Lawrence and um, Tiffany's husband and all the guys got together and I'm like, gosh, you you see the dynamics of black men and women portrayed in front of you. And because it was in, it was based in LA Inglewood and we all have roots. All of us Californians, whether we're now located in the IE or not, we all have roots right there. We're just not far removed from Issa. and, And exactly. I'm watching the show and I'm like, I just left that place. I go there to eat all the exactly. time. I know this. Be- My cousin was on the show mm-hmm. too as well. Shout I out saw to that. Jaquin. I was about to hit you up. <laughs> Shout out to Jaquin. <laughs> but it was, I don't, th- I don't feel like it was a, uh, like a woman centric show. I feel like right. it was, it was women who were the main characters, That's but it was something for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was very, it, like you said, like, like all of us are, are saying, it was the first time we saw ourselves mm-hmm. represented on television accurately. And beyond what Shay is saying to what you are saying, Carla, is this is like a local fucking story. Exactly. Like this is these are places and people we know and places we grew up going to and neighborhoods we're from. So And it, just it wasn't hit done different. like you know, we have like some shows have the tendency, especially nowadays, to um over glamorize um LA. Yeah, LA and just the black movement in general because we're trying to segue away from um black people who are nothing but slaves and all this other stuff you know the slave movies everybody get mad about people right. making so they like to over you know well here's this person's a lawyer but they did have a lawyer on the show um you know with molly and they had different aspects Issa that's never what i like about it too exactly Issa never moved out of that little part of her neighborhood she never like really you know just got it was realistic yeah it was was realistic realistic. that's That's what what i like about it too because we all have our friend groups Mm -hmm. we have the super um successful friend Mm -hmm. who is up the top of the you know food Mm -hmm. chain in corporate world or whatever we got the friend who's kind of barely making it but making it we got the friend that hustle and that do a little bit of everything uber lyft you know, got a nine to five that they hate, but making it work. And our friend, in our immediate friend groups, we have those dynamics, male or female. So that was dope, like seeing that depicted on television accurately. Black people, people our age, it was, it was just, it was just real. Like it was, I, I, there's no other. I got, I literally have a friend. I got two friends. I got one friend who just got married, and I got a friend who's actually a lawyer in real life television entertainment lawyer who is like living in the hill you know what i mean then me i live in a regular apart modest apartment my friend who just got married 
moved away, had to buy a house in the Antelope Valley. It's like that's some real shit. Yeah. But we're all still boys. We all, you know. Yeah, I, I really do feel like that. Uh, it fucks friend groups. And then experiences with friends. I right. love that everything wasn't just peachy keen yeah. Yeah. and their relationships because that's not real. Right. Um, friends have disagreements. Um, you may date or hang out with a guy your friend may not want you to, and they're going to mm. give you your their perspective. Um, you're going to not like how your friend maybe treats you when they get into a relationship or right. you see how – you know, I have so many friends that have, like, had kids or gotten married, and the distance is there. It's right. not there. there's any beef. It's just life. Mm -hmm. right. You know, I'm doing different things. You know, I'm in L.A., single, you know, working in the entertainment business, going about my life. And maybe my friend lives in the suburbs of Tennessee and has a husband and kids. It's like, it, you know, yeah, we were really good friends in college, but can you really, really relate to me where I am currently am now? Right. And I love that it, it showed those dynamics of just friendships and disagreements and how you can mend those things. And I feel like one of the points that I liked was they held, I hate when shows hold female friends to a certain um, standard, right. but you don't hold that same standard to men. And right. I feel like they, they did show that, you know. Right. I, the show was sex positive too. I feel like when we, you know, writing television and film, when we hear like sex positive, mm -hmm. it's always kind of leans towards like the LGBT. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? This was wasn't that at all. It was black women and men heterosexual having sex, mm -hmm. <laughs> and it wasn't negative. It wasn't bad. It was it was like real normal shit, and it was it was all positive. Is this how you girls really speak? Oh, girl, that's some birthday dick. Do y'all really do that? What With certain friends. I mean, we have, right? We have friends who we can, you know, talk like that with. And then we have friends that we're a little more reserved with because yeah. they don't, you know. I mean, I feel like, you know, I have my friends, you know, I spilled the tea with. You know, we right. have conversations about guys. Well, for me, I, I really, I'm kind of private about my love life, mm -hmm. even with my friends. So I give guys, like, nicknames. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's always a nickname associated with any guy that I talk to or any guy that's interested in me. Like, I always give them a nickname, and my friends are going to know who that is by right. their nickname that I give them. And What are the um, nicknames you give these guys? <laughs> Short um, dick. <laughs> thick dick. It's very PG. No. Okay. Some of mine might be like money bags or yeah. Mr. Uh, Mr. Shoes. So, or so, yeah, like I have one. I have a few. And Sean wants to put me on blast on here. But I had one that was like bank boy, I called him. Oh, because you had bread? Um, I plead the fifth. <laughs> Another one was I called him. Um, what was another one? Like. I caught one like um, Dr. McHotty. Uh. I called uh, another one like, I forgot. I got to look, we'll I get back look to through that. the Rolodex. Let I, me look through the Rolodex. I, I even liked on Insecure how just the little nuances, it was just so real. Molly had the Audi. But Issa Rae was driving a Chevy Cruze. Yeah, exactly. It was just so exactly. real and relatable. You know, she was driving Lyft that one time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I was like, that's some real, like, 
Yeah, real life. one of my favorite things when uh, if you remember when Thug Yoda got into her um Uber when she first started or yeah. was it Lyft? It was Lyft when she first started. He was like, "Yeah, take me to the um Brinshaw Mall, please." But that's some real <laughs> shit. <laughs> See, I missed Thug Yoda on this season. <laughs> yeah. I think they only showed him maybe like one. one. They showed him at the end with his at daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I miss Thug Yoda. Still really living in the in dunes. Exactly, but that's real. But shout out to them for just you know having the vision and Issa Rae obviously for having a vision to kind of build, create this institution because mm-hmm. with Insecure came a new wave to me of talent and a new way of, of like depiction. But, you know, did our parents have something like this growing up? You know what I mean? I don't think so. I don't think so. Not to this level. Right. Well, I mean, good times. I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> Other than that, like what? Waiting to exhale or something like that. Right. I mean, that was when they were adults. Yeah. My parents are like 58. Yeah, but, you know, they so this was, like, revolutionary for television. I think so. Yeah, it really was. I mean, for our generation, I feel like it was definitely groundbreaking. It was definitely, it it came through the door shattering. And I loved how the, ceiling. the lead was dark-skinned women. Like, yes. Yes. I love that. You know, and they both fine, you know. Issa, Beautiful, Issa yeah. Rae and... Uh, Yvonne uh, Orji, Team Nyjah, they're both gorgeous women, but they're Euros, not Eurocentric, they're Afrocentric, black, like black women. Yes. You know what I mean? Very, very attractive. Um, I love how, you know, Molly's character, Yvonne Orji, she wear her hair, one day she'll have it, mm-hmm. a wig, a weave, the next day she'll have her buzz cut. Yes. I just love, because that's how the black diversity. women really are. Exactly. You know what I mean? That was dope. Fucking Issa Rae was rocking it out with the fucking natural hairstyles. You know what I mean? Like, that was just dope to see. Very, very diverse. Because black people, were diverse. Black women are diverse. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When it comes to style, when it comes to... I'm fucking Issa Rae was, you know, more so of the off-the-grid type of style when it came to dress. Mm-hmm. Molly was designer and mm-hmm. suit and, you know what I mean? Kind of clean cut. Mm-hmm. I just, I just look. Then you have Tiffany, which was right. the, AKA your sister, mm-hmm. and Kelly, which was a thicker girl. Mm-hmm. And Kelly was on it, getting her life. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Getting her coochie plate with. You know what? <laughs> and, and I like that they that their focus wasn't like they so deliberately put those things in there, but they didn't make it a focus. Like, well, now they're the dark skinned beauties, or Kelly's the big girl yeah. that get. They put them in there, and it went about like regular life. And they didn't yeah. really mention or focus in so on those things. Right, right. They just showed, they humanized people like. Yeah, because Kelly was getting way. played. Mm-hmm. You know, they always getting played. Another thing I liked about it too, y'all might not agree with me. I feel like that was Molly's show. I feel like Molly had the most character development and growth. And she's the most dynamic character on all five seasons. I think, I think so too. In in regards to like you said, the most growth and the most character dynamics. Um, one thing though about and I think Issa play I think they kind of like played off of that and that's kind of what they were saying in the documentary as well, is that um Issa kind of wanted it to initially be something like The Office, like a workplace kind of comedy show or whatnot. And then um, when she started sharing her experiences with her and her one of her real close girlfriends in real life, text messages and so on, they were like, nope, that's the angle of the show. It needs to be about you and Molly, and which is why they began it with her and Molly and why they ended the show with her and Molly. And I will say, I think, what was it, season four, where their friendship starts to spiral? Right. Was that not a hard 
was that not hard to watch? It was. That was fucking devastating for me to watch. And I'm not a person who's clingy to friends like that, but just watching the breakdown of their friendship was so devastating to me. Yvonne Orgy is kick ass. She's though. man. She, yeah, she's good. I love her. The facial expressions, the uh, physical acting. She's a physical actress. So, like, you see it all in her face. You see it in her her body movement. Mm -hmm. They did a great job with the casting. Issa Rae, they all were were great, but Yvonne Orji really was. Yeah. I feel like Molly's character development was great. Um, um, It really, because you loved and hated Molly at all of this. Yes. Perfect. And one of the scenes that really resonated for me in this last episode was when it was Molly's birthday. And Issa's like, you know, she doesn't like this type of attention to her. She hates it's her birthday. You know. That's me too. You know, that is so me mm-hmm. because my birthday is actually Christmas Eve. And I'm just so used to. Well, happy belated birthday. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so used to having my birthday before shadowed by Christmas Eve and Christmas that I started to always kind of feel bad that I was trying to ask people to do things for my birthday because they had their family, they had things. So I never really liked that type of attention. And when it was given to me, I used to just be like, oh, like, no. You know, so it's definitely something I had to grow and learn. And I just love that Molly was like the antagonist and the protagonist all in one. At the same time. Yeah, at the same damn time she was. Because it was some moments where I really couldn't stand my name. And it was some moments that I really agreed with her and agreed with things she was saying to Issa. And um, I, I did, you know... I, I true yeah I really do feel I feel like she had more character development than Definitely. Issa mm-hmm. and that's why I was a little frustrated with the ending but I'll wait till we get to that portion but yeah I even liked how uh Molly and Taurine that's how you say his name Torian Torian, Torian mm-hmm. whatever I liked how he when Dro was at him. the party mm-hmm. and Molly just came up and was like yeah, yeah we used to hook up back in the day and how do you say his name? Torian. I feel like a right. white person. Torian. <laughs> Torian. I, and Torian was like, and you know, he didn't give a fuck. I'm like, that's some grown ass. See, but that's, his that's the type of that's the level of honesty I would want in dating. And I feel like yeah. I just haven't met that person yet. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like a lot of people are not ready for that type of honesty. Right. To really keep it a hundred when it comes to that, like, oh yeah, we in this They're party not. together. Oh, you know, oh boy, you used to like me, or you, oh girl, you used to like you. Right. Just let me know. Yeah. Don't let me be out here and be. Yeah, don't let me notice attention, and then right. you just act like it's and nothing. See, there. I would do that with a if I was, you know, seeing if that was my boyfriend and we were at a party, I'd let him know. I wouldn't let him go in blinded before you start dapping up this dude. Y'all start exchanging barber information. Yep. <laughs> like we gonna, I'm gonna keep it a hundred with you, and I feel like a lot of people are not ready for that. No. Keep it a hundred level when it comes to a relationship or right. dating. Because what he said, he said, we all got to pass. And I'm exactly. like, yeah, but that had to be an awkward situation because they're all friends with exes and because of the dynamics of the group. So that was but you, one thing I think that does resonate with that is when you meet someone, you have to meet them where they're at mm-hmm. when you meet right. them. Like, I, I think I try to do that in my dating life. I try to really like. When I meet somebody, I meet them where they're at when I meet them. I can't go off of 
you know, their dating past or their right. dating relationships from, you You're know, dropping a bar right two, now. three years ago. Cause I didn't know that person. I feel like right. I've, I've, I've changed a lot. I've, I've been a different person. I've moved through the world like Amali at one point, right. you know, where I had no attachment. I, I was detached, you know, you know, from relationships. I was just like, Oh, whatever, you know, um, you know, okay. That's interesting. You say that. Cause she's a, Back to what I was saying about Molly's and the character development. She's the most well-rounded character. Mm -hmm. She was detached from relationship, mm -hmm. and that I like, know helped that her at the end. I totally I mean? identify with that, and because yeah. I feel like in past, past, you know, everyone goes through that. I feel like I would detach myself from a lot of situations just to avoid. Right. I don't like drama and unnecessary yeah. tension. I like peace in my life, yeah. so. A lot of times, I would detach myself from people in certain situations. I feel like that's the only child in me. I'm, it's it's easy for me to de mm -hmm. detach myself from people, but it's not always the best. Sometimes right. you have to. I've learned that because I would. My stepdad calls me a cold mafia don <laughs> because he, you know, just even being like a, a teen. You know, even when I was in college, just dating. You know, my stepdad would say, "Oh, you bring a dude around." Uh, a dude around that's the last time I see him because I you know if a guy did any small little thing for me to me in my past I would just instantly cut him off right. I'd be like bye all right, right bye bye and I realized yes that's necessary for a lot of situations mm -hmm. but a lot of times you have to give people patience and grace because um you just never know the situation or you know right. I try to I, I want people to men to be accountable for their actions and the, their behavior, but sometimes you have to give people grace. Right, right. Let me I ask think you Nathan was, uh, his character was um, a bit like that. As soon as he started seeing something, he was like, he was like a runner. So he would, as soon as he's seen something that he didn't like, away. he'll cut him off and he'll run. Right. Yeah, but I think out of all the men though, and I had mm -hmm. this discussion last night with my friend, out of all the men, I Tiffany's husband, Derek, and Nathan were the two most healthiest men on the show and my reason for that is Derek was very mature Derek um, for he sure. always when he mm -hmm. spoke it was always from a mature standpoint it was always rationalized um and for Nate I always for Nathan I when he I think that he really was there for Issa emotionally he really was there wanting to get to know her she was just so caught up on her ex that she couldn't let go and really really try things with Nathan and um, she couldn't go full in with Nathan because yeah. she was still attached to Lawrence. But on the other end, Nathan, he had his his mental health that he dealt with, which mm -hmm. made him insecure about how he moved in a lot of situations. And I think that's kind of what why he was so hesitant to tell her, I love you back. Because yeah, he, he was you know, he's again, he's a runner and then he's really insecure about his mental health struggle as well. As you've seen in that barbershop scene when which. Man, that dad scene, I was like, no, he didn't. I wanted to jump in the screen and fight <laughs> for him. Because I'm like, did you just call this nigga crazy and do all? And, like, that is that for a man to have to deal with that and be open about their mental health. That's kind of a thing. So although I do agree with you about Derek and Nathan being um, the most well-rounded, uh, mature men, because Nathan, despite his mental health issues, he was still pretty level-headed mm -hmm. to a degree um he never like you know the calmness of him I think I really appreciated that about I love that about him, him. he was the, so chill I love know? that about him the one thing that I really loved about Nathan was when he told Issa 
I'm going. I'm removing myself from this toxic environment because it, and I it know was, it's not good. And to be oh, honest, yeah, that, that scene yeah. when he came to her birthday party, mm-hmm. that scene for me, I had a discussion with my friend. I feel like Nathan really wanted to see Issa. He, he really wanted to see where she was at, and I feel like he would have made a move, mm-hmm. but when he saw her, he really, like, something about her and something in her showed him that, nah, she hasn't grown yet. Yeah. She's still in this place mm-hmm. for some reason because if he wanted to send money, he could have cash-shopped that. He could have yeah. been that. He could have sent it to the city. He showed up, mm-hmm. and he saw her, and yeah. I feel like he wanted to see her and look her in the eyes and yeah. see if she had grown and she had it. Mm-hmm. And um, I, she's grown, but she didn't grow. She didn't grow in that. Right. Yeah, because that he didn't want that toxic stuff. And for me, I love that because that's basically how I would have maneuvered in that. Like, nobody wants to deal with um, someone who's still caught up on their ex, ex. or still involved yeah. in a toxic circle with somebody. Because yeah. If you're really tired of somebody's BS, you're going to remove myself. You're not going to return to it. But if you still engage in your ex, mm-hmm. you still, y'all still throwing blow, blows back and forth, subliminal messages, subliminal texts, subliminal posts. Yeah. You don't have time for a real healthy relationship because you're so caught up in your exactly. negative past. So for me, him saying that, because that's something that was real. Like, I would say the same thing. I'm removing myself from, from this, this toxicity. toxicity. Y'all can keep doing this, but I'm mm-hmm. removing myself. And I felt like that was the smartest choice for him. It definitely was. For, you know, the smartest choice for him. And then I felt like he was the smartest out of all of I them. I felt like when he said that him. to her in the car, he wanted her to react. And mm-hmm. she didn't. And she didn't. The way he, he. And so he knew. Yeah. Yeah. She loved that toxic circle. Some people are some people are good are caught up in that. that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's not it's not the best. And I feel like people and this is the sad thing. Well, okay. I'm cutting you off. It was the best because look where she ended up. No, because we don't know. And I'm we can get to that. Because I'm gonna <laughs> go there. If you're ready for me to go there. Okay, so let me ask you this before we before we go there. Okay, I'm asking you Carla and I'm asking you, Shay. Who was the guy between Molly and Issa, who were the guys that they dated that you wanted to see more of, Carla? Um, Daniel. Why? Daniel, because he was. He was int- okay. We and we did see more of Daniel than some of the other guys that she was involved with. But I wanted to see more of Daniel because it, although he was her uh, fling that she had her fling with when she cheated on Lawrence in the first season, he kind of still was like a thread in her life. He helped her win. Remember when she was, um, she didn't have a place to go because she was kind of right. in between. He let her stay there. And I think he really, I think Daniel really had feelings for her. I think that if, if there, somebody was going to go somewhere, it would be between her and him. But at one point I was a little bit more Nathan over Lawrence, I, just for a brief second. So I wouldn't want to see more of Daniel and way more of Nathan, even though he's been throughout, but I still would have liked, like how she had a whole de- uh, episode dedicated to her and Lawrence. I would have loved to see one of a whole episode dedicated towards her and Nathan. What about Molly? Who, who's got that got away from Molly? Joe. Do you think so? With his open relationship and all mm-hmm. that? Why? Because the honesty? It was the honesty there and then uh, their history. They had history because they grew up together. But I think Dro, if he wasn't married, that he would have been with Molly. Shout out to Serana, too. You know he's from out there, Inland Empire. Really? Yeah, he's from out there. What about you, Shay? Who was the guy that got away from Issa? For Issa, 
I actually feel like the new guy that she started to see. I would have loved to see her um, dive more into a new guy. I also feel like Nate, then I feel like it was kind of like timing with him. Mm -hmm. But I would love to have seen more with Nathan. Um, It was another guy that I think Issa dated for a hot second that was like, Daniel, yes and no. Because, you know, he had his little toxic ways too. But Daniel, I think to see Daniel's growth would have been good to see where he was at, Mm -hmm. you know. But um, for Issa, I think that would have been it for her. With some of the guys. Yeah. But for Molly, for Mo- I can remember. I remember it was like an older guy. Um, she had dated. Um, can't think. She, um, but I think he ended up getting married or something. Or she was kind of playing around with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jadena's character. Right. Uh, him too. Yes. Um, and also... Uh, the like Asian the guy. Yeah, I was about to say the Asian guy. The yeah. Asian guy, but was really good. Their, the whole family dynamic with her not getting along with his um, brother and yeah, sister-in-law. That, was terrible, all that, that I know how that can be. Yes. When you don't really. Like, it was some. There was some soft racism. Yeah. Really. Yes. So yeah. I feel like that could have been a little. Um, uh. But that was a dope. That was a dope episode. Yeah, the, the, it was that episode. Where they, they went to Mexico. Yeah. To, to mm-hmm. episode. Yeah, that was dope because. That was a dynamic that we, onto what Princess and uh, Issa was kind of saying, um, and what you said too, it didn't go into like the racism and all that, but that was a little dose of that. Doses of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was dope, because that was real. You know I think that could have worked out had it not been for that family, to be honest, and sometimes it is the family that could break you up. Right. I, another character I wish I would have seen more of, on uh, insecure was Jadena. I, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I did like too. that. My cousin too. My that. cousin could have done a little bit more. <laughs> I, but anyway, he did his good. part. He did yeah. his little part or whatever. Oh, Krishan. Oh, that's who oh. I wanted for Issa. Oh, yes, I Krishan. was about to say that. See, I had this whole theory that Issa was going to end up I with Krishan. I thought so too. And um, they they said they actually had played around with it in the mm-hmm. writers' room. Yeah, but I would have loved that. That's who I. That's who I forgot. I would have loved to see Issa shoot her shot or have Krishan shoot his shot because I seen them kind of. Yeah, it was some uh, charisma. I wonder. I really thought that could have been a good match because he's on his rise up in his career. He's been Mm -hmm. through some things. He's you know now it's popping. Got his clothing line. Got his music. Got all this stuff happening for him. And then Issa, like I think they could have actually been a. He could have actually maybe been a better match than Lawrence. We can get there. You know what I missed too on Insecure. Remember the dynamic with the coworkers? Yeah, that we mm-hmm. got that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was real. It was like some nuances, mm-hmm. some little microaggression. Yeah, and that's yeah. where she wanted to initially take the whole show on. She wanted it based around the yeah. we got y'all. Yeah, that was dope. That because that was real shit. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, it was definitely. Was. Everybody's experienced that. Definitely, we all have experienced that. <laughs> Matchonmatch.com is a black-owned online micro-marketplace that offers maximum exposure dedicated to black and brown creatives, content creators and entrepreneurs alike. Need help with a product launch, website or designing merch? Email us at info at merchonmatch.com or click the link in the description of this episode. And for ASAP listeners, we are offering free shipping with code ASAP at checkout. But I wish I would have, we would have seen more of is I think her name was I don't know if her name was Dominique on the show, but the um, girl I know that, who you're talking about. Her name was Tasha on the show. Tasha, Tasha. Tasha. I oh, wish we yeah. would have seen more of Tasha. 
I like that little when Lawrence was trying to get the job at the bank. Remember, he got the mm-hmm. job at Best Buy. Best Buy. And he went down to she the bank. She worked at the bank. Mm-hmm. I like that little speech she gave him. That was dope. And mm-hmm. I like the dynamic. You know I, I mean? love the when Tasha told Lawrence, you're a fuck boy mm-hmm. that thinks you're a good guy. Right. That. That hurt a lot of feelings. And hurt a lot of feelings because it is so many guys moving around in this world that think just because I got a certain career, oh, just because I'm this and I'm this. Or because I'm even a nice guy. I'm even a nice guy. But a lot of times these nice guys really aren't that nice. And I love, and for me, Tasha, Lawrence wasn't ready for someone like Tasha. Tasha held him accountable. Mm -hmm. She put it in his face. And a lot of times that's necessary because I feel like so many women, so many women we don't express and how we truly feel about some of these men's actions and how they move around the world that a lot of times they keep continuing this behavior with other women because no woman has checked them on Exactly. And I feel like Tasha really checked him on that and really said what we all wanted to hear because at the end of the day, no offense to neither one of these artists, but I would rather, I respect more of a future mm-hmm. that puts it out there. Like I'm this type of dude. This is how I maneuver. This is this how I am. I'm toxic. I'm this. Then a uh, quote unquote, quote, quote unquote, like a Drake who's supposed to be we'll Mr. The same good thing. boy yeah. and Mr. The you know, good so boy future, and husband material, but really is that savage. Mm-hmm. It's like really be who you are. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, that's just how I am. I want to keep, if you keep it a hundred, if you're, if you're that way, that's you. And so I feel like with Tasha, Tasha held Lawrence to a, a level of accountability and kept it 100 with him that no other woman did on the show. Everybody played coy. No one ever just put it in his face. I love that about Tasha. And I feel like Lawrence wouldn't have gotten away with being a fuckboy with her for so long and right. playing those games. And she wasn't having it. She caught him out. And I love it. You don't think you don't think Condola held him responsible? Um, yes and no. It was it was like I feel like it was passive aggressive. Because the thing yeah. is, Condola really wanted him to be there. She really wanted him to be mm-hmm. a dad and really wanted him to be there, but she just said, Oh, you don't have to be here. You don't want that. So it was, it was very passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. I think Issa did, uh, season one, at least, when they were going through their thing, she's like, you, you've been saying you need to get yourself together for four years now. You're just sitting on this couch. You're doing, but I don't think it was received the same way as it was but from she Tasha. she dealt with it for four she years. She dealt, she first, exactly, and which is why it wasn't received as well as it was with Tasha because Tasha, they were very new. But as soon as she saw what she didn't like, she called it out right away. And I think that's why it was received different from Tasha than it was received from Issa. Yeah, Issa was his ride or die, so he was right. he was very comfortable with. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of men are comfortable with that ride mm-hmm. or die, and that's. I I'm not a ride or die. <laughs> right, sorry, it's t- no, it's you not. Know, I'm not a ride or die because you're gonna I'm die not. in it. That's what I'm it not. is. You're gonna I'm end not up dying. Gonna leave and you. No I'm gonna leave you, right. and then I'm gonna upgrade, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna move on with my life because <laughs> I'm you not riding or dying with no toxic toxic man nobody that's confused nobody Mm -hmm. that don't want what they want it's like getting in the car with somebody and not knowing the destination it might not be a destination with us together but you don't have no direction for yourself so i can't let you 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Eat me. Exactly. And a lot of men want oh, a woman to be submissive. To <laughs> a lot of men want a woman to be submissive, but if I can't feel like you can be the driver in my fucking car, then we ain't, I'm not being your where passenger. Are we, where are you leading I'm not me to? That's the main <laughs> we, ain't, we ain't doing that over here. And... I'm just like, Tasha, I loved it. Like, Tasha, yeah. Tasha kept it real. Tasha, yeah. Tasha kept it real. And I feel Up like we top. all gave Tasha mm-hmm. a hard time at, at first. We did give her a hard time. We did. Yeah, we did. Of we course. did. Because we didn't. She was, she was portrayed as not the Jezebel or whatever you want to say, but she was the one, like, she knew she wanted Lawrence. Yeah. So she was going for him regardless of whatever kind of situation he was in at the moment. And I think that's what we didn't, we were like, uh-uh, that's Issa's man kind of thing in our head, you know. But as her character developed, you seen she was just real. And I would have loved to seen like what happened with Tasha. That felt like I would have loved to Me see too. Tasha like at first I thought when the girl She had a baby by Joe in real life, you know that, right? I know. Yeah, that's her baby dad. Yeah. <laughs> but like on the one scene when Lauren it was Lawrence's birthday on this past episode and uh Issa called um Lawrence and told him happy birthday. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he um said she wanted to take him out, but he was like, I yeah, already, got plans. already have plans. And mm-hmm. then he's still kind of old, but we can do something. Da, 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 right. Got off the phone. And this fool had a girlfriend. Girl, yeah. And he, she walked through the door at first because they didn't really show. I couldn't really see the face, but I saw like the body and the hair. I was like, <gasps> oh my gosh, is that Tasha? Like, I thought it was Tasha. And that would have, right. for me, I would have been, been something. That would have been a good spin. That would have been Tasha. That been but, a nice that would, that, they they could have brought Tasha back. They and could've. Tasha would have been Condola. It I would have no. rather no. I would have rather. I can see that. I would have rather. But, but Tasha, then yeah. I would have threw out the dynamic of her working with Issa because oh, ta- you yeah, know what I mean. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I would have loved to see Tasha and, see, and saw what happened with Tasha and Me where too. her life went. But I just love that she. Excuse my language. Tasha was just a real bitch. Mm-hmm. She kept it a hundred, and I just love that. 
because I'm starting to learn to do that in my, in my mm-hmm. own life because I feel like I would be passive about certain things or mm-hmm. I, I don't want to, I'm not a dramatic person, so I don't necessarily like unnecessary. You're not a dramatic person? No. <laughs> I don't necessarily like unnecessary <laughs> drama. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I, a lot of times I will go without confronting things because I don't want the unnecessary we drama. Just I just let it go. I just ago. let it go and be like, okay, that's just them, whatever. And I've noticed like in the past year or so, I really try to hold people accountable for their actions and how they right. show up to me and their actions toward me. Right. And I realized that it only can growth can come from that. And it right. doesn't have to be beef between me and the person because they might not know and I may be doing something mm-hmm. or behaving in a way to make that show up that way. Exactly. So it really, but I feel like it's necessary and as an adult in relationships, whether it's dating, friendship, uh, situationships, whatever, to be that way and I just love that. I don't know, Tasha was a real win. Do you guys remember, uh, I think it was end of season three and season four, what was the Coachella season? That was season Season three oh, was yeah, Coachella was- season because season four ended with Issa's block party. Remember we didn't think that Lawrence was ever coming back to the show? Yes. You remember? <laughs> yes. Yes. That was I didn't want him to come back. <laughs> I don't know how I feel God, about him. I did. I mean, I me, I don't know. I guess the, that's the Libra in me. I'm a hopeless romantic, so to say. So I thought that eventually Lawrence would get his shit together and Issa would get her shit together and then they would they would be together. <laughs> See, for Eventually. me, with Lawrence, I have, I never liked Lawrence. <laughs> you were not I Team Lawrence. I was never <laughs> Team Lawrence fan, and we discussed this on a prior episode. Right. I, and for me, this whole situation uh, between Lawrence and Issa mm-hmm. made me want to pull my hair out on many of occasions because I've had so many friends that I've seen constantly have like a guy in their life that they constantly go back with yeah see i'm the total opposite like Mm -hmm. once i'm done with someone if i'm in a relationship with them Mm -hmm. i'm done yeah like i'm on to move on with my life Mm -hmm. and it's different i guess in situationships or little dating situations because you don't really know the person so you may can revisit that Mm -hmm. because it's you're still getting to know someone but when it comes to you've been with this dude on and off for years four or five years dealing with this toxic behavior for me, I don't necessarily like that storyline for black women or right. for any women, right. woman. Because I feel like in TV, we're always kind the of... The struggle sh- love kind the of The struggle love. Yeah. It's the struggle love. And it's like, why do I have to be a ride or die? Mm-hmm. Why do I have to let you humiliate me? Right. Why do I have to deal with you okay, cheating? So Molly, why do I have Molly to deal didn't with have you that, having though. a baby on me? Molly and True. Tiffany didn't have that. Di- Nobody but, had that dynamic, but... Issa. But Issa, Issa had true. that struggle love and that struggle um, back and forthness. Um, he even had but, a baby. <laughs> and he even had a baby that it's just like, why do you have to go out that and uh, the prize is supposed to, oh, now, girl, I'm going to elevate you and give you a ring. No, no, I'm sorry. Like, I'm I sorry. think they kept I'm that dynamic that. in there, like what you touched on, Sean, because they did have to, uh, the Tiffany to represent the stability. They had Molly, and you know, damn, they didn't even give Kelly a fucking man to the last episode. But, but with Issa, I think they wanted to keep that aspect of of uh, reality in the situation because, like you said, we all know the homegirl that does that that keeps. But I feel back. like 
that is going to have so many girls Too many. wanting to uh-huh. play stepmama and wanting to think like, okay, if I date this dude, no matter what, he's going to end up being better. He's going to end up I being better. Not, and it's, it's not. It's not it. No. And it's men that are like that, too, yeah. that constantly date. Like, they'll have a girl in their oh. life. Yeah. They go back look, and forth, back and forth, back that. and forth. I mean, when a lot of times is you just need to cut the you need to cut the person. Person. Yeah, and let Bye, it go. on right. to the next. And it's like, I really feel like that's why people can't experience true effortless great love is because they're too caught up on their past no i'm do you think that that lawrence had any growth though do you do you think i feel like lawrence had a lot of growth in his career and he became more of an adult man once he kind of got his money together and Mm -hmm. got his career he became he kind of got that that um confidence Mm -hmm. and you know by having the baby i feel like that you know, help Lawrence. But I feel oh, like wow. internally, okay. internally, Lawrence. Still that same fuck boy. He's that well, same fuck wait, boy. Wait, wait, because <laughs> look at this. Look at this. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're still picking up the phone for your ex-girlfriend on your birthday. You clearly have a girlfriend. You're about to go on a date with your girlfriend. But you're still even entertaining the fact that your ex can take you to dinner and still leaving that door right. open. That is fuckboy behavior. That's yes. not growth. It is. Growth is, hey, happy birthday, you know, their exes, whatever, thanks. But even then, if I got a boy, if, if I have a boyfriend or if someone I'm seriously dating, I don't want them texting no bitch happy birthday. I'm sorry. Right. You text some girl happy birthday, you can go spend a birthday with her because right. that ain't going to be me. Right. Sorry, sir. Bye. I don't know. Maybe I'm just cold. No, no, no. You I feel good? it. I no, feel trust. it. I feel it. Yeah. And I and, and I didn't even look at it this way, but like I was like, he had a baby on her, and now he want to do right. Yeah. Yeah. And then she's the damsel in distress, the black woman, mm-hmm. the struggle of mm-hmm. go accept him. But if he if she would have had a baby on him, it would have never. It would have not even been never. entertained. That yeah. that, it, that show. And that yeah. that leads into the whole showed. toxic mm-hmm. shit that we're trying to escape. That insecure. Yes. Issa Rae and Princess Penny, if you're listening to this, you guys went right back into the fucking bullshit with the ghetto-ass hood, but tried to dress it up in a nice house in Ballin' Hills. Right. Because I, I cringed. That's I ain't gonna I lie. Said. I cringed at the end. I cringed because yeah. some people say they alluded to them being engaged. They alluded to them being engaged. Right. That, but they didn't. They didn't but then she had that. a ring. But it could have been a promise ring. You don't know. We couldn't tell what hand that was on. We didn't I know. I think what they left that open on. for one of those open. Inter- open interpretation things. Right. The open interpretation, because my whole thing is Issa has went through all these things, has grown so much, has did all all this stuff and went through so many men and all this to just end up being Lawrence's girlfriend again. Baby uh, plus his Stepmama, step playing, and, playing Issa, step-mama. and Issa wrote that last episode. Playing stepmama, Issa that, wrote that, that last so episode. So for me, and she said that like, from nah. the very beginning of season five, she knew that she wanted Issa to go back to Lawrence. But my thing is, I, I honestly I did cringe because <laughs> she walked in. It was his son sitting there with her. It was you know she said she wanted that whole fantasy of Issa and Lawrence to come together where she had his kid and they were in the house together and they were married. But we didn't quite get that. For, so for me it feels like she was short handed. She was like 
on, on that last yeah. episode. I just she didn't, didn't feel like Issa, like, woo, she got that win. You know, it was just like, Molly okay. got that win. She's, Molly got the yeah, fucking Molly win. Yeah, Molly got the win. Issa settled for Lawrence, to Issa be honest. Settled. Issa she settled. With a whole Issa fucking settled. baby. With a whole, with a whole baby by ah. somebody else. Because for my home, this is my... This is my whole thing. When guys have a woman, when men have a woman, and my homeboy told me this, right? When men have a woman in their life for multiple years, Mm -hmm. whether it's two, three, four, they kind of have an on and off thing. Sometimes you never really know what's going to happen. They're on and off. And he ends up marrying that girl. Mm -hmm. My homeboy said that he's marrying that girl out of convenience because he didn't meet the one during this time. <laughs> but that's what it is. Yeah. She married him out of convenience. She mm-hmm. settled for she ended up And out the of reason why I say that is, Issa was elevating her life. She was getting better. She was maneuvering in different circles and doing all the things that she had dreamed of. Lawrence was nowhere to be found during this time period. Yeah, during yeah. that period. So now she's got her stuff popping. She's doing all this. He comes back around and now you're he with him. From her. You're benefiting from her. And it's for me, I feel like she settled for him because I feel like that was a very familiar familiar thing for her. It was safe. And I feel like a That's lot of times men too, and women, a lot of times men and women will settle for somebody that's safe. They're not trying to be with their fantasy because their fantasy scares them. Let me let me ask you guys this. So you guys noticed in the last episode, even at Molly's wedding, Issa was her. You could tell her spirit was still a little down, even though she had Lawrence right yes. there with her, handing her champagne. It was like he had to get her up to come dance with her. What do you think that was about? Do you think she was really was yes. settling for Lawrence? She was she settling realized and she that? was realizing it because when she was sitting at the baby shower. When everyone, when she was like, oh, Kelly's having a baby. Yes. Tiffany's this, this, Molly's has this boo. It's just like, it was all, you know, coming to her. And she that really everybody realized. everybody was kind of moving. Yeah, everybody kind of had, no, everybody had somebody or something. Uh-huh. She didn't have any of that but her oh, wow. career. So she really was like, oh my gosh, everyone freaks out and has moments like that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I almost did that at one point mm-hmm. in my life. I was dating somebody. And um, I knew he wasn't the one for me. He wanted to be, like, super serious with mm-hmm. me, was talking about, you know, engagement and all this stuff. And But in my head, I knew I don't want to be with this man. Yeah. It's not who I want to be, my husband. But a lot of times my, mind's, my mind was playing tricks on me, like, oh, my gosh, you're turning this age. You do want to have a baby. Yeah. You do want to have this. Mm-hmm. And I'm so thankful that I woke myself right. up and did not, you know, continue dating mm-hmm. that person because that was not what I wanted. But I feel like if I was going to settle, mm-hmm. I would have been settling because that ain't what I want. I know what I want. I know what right. type of man I want to be in my life. And sometimes people are afraid to wait for that. Mm-hmm. People are way afraid. They sometimes they feel like, oh, I may not get that. So I'm going to just get what right. I can get right, right now. And to be honest, I have so many friends that got engaged to guys. They weren't really feeling like that but they married them or accepted the ring just because they felt like it's what they should right yeah so for me i just don't i feel like she was settling and Mm -hmm. i think that scared her that everybody was kind of moving and going on about that life but i would have loved to see Issa thriving by herself right and dating that new guy yeah for the the potential and leaving it at that like what could have happened with them or what could have happened with someone else? 
because I feel like she truly did settle for Lawrence. She could have got something better than Lawrence. Come on now. So from I, all of that, you gonna go back to him, right? When I thought about th- at the finale, I thought that kind of the whole, you know, body of insecure Issa was going after this career. She finally got this career, and she finally got the love of her life, Lawrence. That was the final episode. That's what mm-hmm. I saw. Mm-hmm. But then now talking to you guys, I'm like, oh, shit, she kind of did just settle. And Molly is the one that got the happily ever after. Molly was the one that had the career from day one. One, yeah. And, you know. The success, the So career. it wasn't that positive. Issa didn't win. She didn't win in them, but I was looking at it from she from was your perspective too that she finally got her career and the the love of her life, like you said. But as Shay was saying too, that she brings up a good point. She settled. She did settle with Lawrence. She and that you were right. That look mm-hmm. in her face, mm-hmm. it was definitely something. It was she something was, there. It was something there, and I feel like she was looking at Molly and looking at Torian and seeing that because she knew that Molly found her person. Because Tor, I thought that Tor, out of all the dudes, even the Asian dude and all them, Torian was her person. I felt that that was. I wanted. I'm so glad that they did the yeah. episode with her getting married mm-hmm. to him because I was like, I wanted to see that happen for Molly because. Even when they were in the um, kitchen pantry at, um, what event were they at? Oh, it was at the going away party for Tiffany and Derek. And she was like, "Um, I'm just, I'm afraid because you're going to get tired of me. Because that's probably how she felt. All the dudes that she dated got tired of her. He's like, I'm not going to get tired of her. And he made her his wife. And that, I, I love that. that. that yeah, that was just the dope. But I also feel like that's what I mean when they they have that honesty. Yeah. And they have that transparency. Right. Yeah. And I feel like until you that was a hard have ass that scene. transparency. When, she, when Molly walked up to him and was like, oh, yeah, this is Joe. We used to hook up back yeah, in the yeah. day. That was, that was just like everything. Yeah. That or was even, don't. Even not necessarily even bringing him up, but letting him know. Like, you ain't not necessarily got to bring the dude over, but right. you can just tell him, like, hey, you see old boy over there in the yellow? That's, you know, yeah. whatever. And you don't, like, having that type of transparency, really having, like, someone that's your best friend. Right. right. And because that's, for me, how I want to be in a relationship with mm-hmm. someone. And I love that seeing that because I'm like, that's what I want to have. I want to have that transparency, that type of, rela- you know, relationship. And it was respect. It was respectful. In it was sense. respectful. Yeah. Or you I'll, can just really be yourself yeah. and really just say, hey. I've like, always felt like, too, uh, Molly, all of her situations, even from, like, the family to, like, the guy she was dating, even to the work stuff, all of her situations kind of had, like, closings and, like, mm-hmm. They kind of ended. They had they some closure to her situation. All of her yeah. situations. And I feel like Issa Rae, everything was kind of just open. open-ended and up for speculation. Yeah. I love that one, Molly, because you do have to close doors. If you leave doors, and this is the thing, if you leave doors open for men or women, if you're constantly leaving the door open with uh-huh. ex-situations, ex-situationships, whatever the case may be, you're going to always have some drama. You're Absolutely. never going to have peace. You're never going to just fully just move on. Right. My whole thing is if I'm, you're in a relationship, you break up, it was some drama, whatever. Y'all don't need to have be in no type of communication whatsoever. Right. right. What's the point? Y'all don't need to be friends. You don't need to be friends on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, WhatsApp, whatever. Nah. Right. Y'all don't that have no children together. What it, what would be the point? Yeah. I never yeah, understood it. I'm not playing with it. That's not happening over here. Right. <laughs> Sorry. It, I'm with you on that. I did love to back to like the representation. None of them was living in the projects. You know, Molly lived in the sky rise down the street, downtown L.A. Uh, Issa lived in Inglewood in a regular, modest mm-hmm. L.A. apartment. None of them lived, like, 
gutter ass hood shit. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? It was just an accurate, real depiction mm-hmm. of our friend groups of LA, how people live in LA, careers. People are different areas in their careers. People right. drive different types of cars, you know. Yeah. Everybody was self-sufficient and respectful and lived a respectful, honest life. You never seen Molly get um, snooty going to Issa's apartment. She right. was, yeah. It was just like she just melted right into whatever atmosphere she was in. Because they were really friends. They were really friends. That's the friendships we have mm-hmm. with people, you know what I mean? Right, and I feel like you can be diverse in that nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you can be a, you know prissy you know sadiddy girl but still be in the in the yeah even when fucking uh nathan was like when he was staying with his cousin remember and he said londale i'm like that is so (laughs) that's some real shit like that's down the street right like why would they say londale right and then shout out to uh that that episode though because they shot that at torrance beach i was born in torrance so palace Redding in the background next time you guys watch it if you rewatch the episode, type in Palos Verde, you see that same beach, that same shot. Oh, wow. So that, would, that hit home to me. So Dope. that's, you know, I'm like, these are. Those little nuances is what kind of draws us in, like the whole vibe of But LA. they did lie when they went to that bar after that beach scene. That was in Venice. That was on Washington and Pacific. Mm-hmm. But they said it was Manhattan Beach. It was Sharky's in Manhattan Beach. Sharky's in Manhattan Beach is small. So yeah. Me being a local, knowing you know Sharky, I'm was. like, that's not right. Sharky's. Yeah, but but yeah, that, that that's good. That's good that they did show your LA. You yeah, know, real LA. LA. Right, that's right. Remember they yeah. was remember they was being shady with the. Uh, do you remember that whole episode when she first met Nathan and uh, her Molly's ex? What was his name? The Asian guy. But anyway, he lived in Burbank, and they they <laughs> they had a whole argument about is Burbank LA is is right. You know yeah. Burbank is more L.A. than Inglewood, though. Burbank is closer to L.A. than Inglewood. And it is to Inglewood. That's true. But people don't know that. That's me having my nerd L.A. moment. <laughs> they went to Porto's, which is in Burbank. Oh, yeah. It's it on was. my street. You know, so. So what was you all's favorite? I don't know. What was your favorite scene or moment throughout watching Insecure? I like the Coachella episode. The Coachella episodes oh, were... But that first season was magical. That first season Definitely was magical. Season, Even the um, budget, second season, you could see the production budget mm-hmm. change from first season to second season. Because on the documentary I was watching of it, um, first season, yeah, they had barely no budget. Even, do you remember when, um, Broken, okay, Broken Pussy was one of my favorite right. uh, parts of it because it was just, there was just Issa to the core, you know, her little rapping in the mirror and it shit. It of average it, yeah, or awkward, black, awkward girl. black girl yeah. shit. You know, um, that green outfit she wore on the stage—that was actually uh, one of the either the set designers or writers' her own outfit that she wore for New Year's Eve. And she was like, "That'll be crazy, girl. You could borrow my outfit for this scene." <laughs> and so you could tell um, the, like you said, the growth between first season to season where the budget went up yeah. because Issa's style changed like one hundred percent away around. But um, I—that was probably one of my favorite moments, the broken pussy moment, and um, the moment on the end of um season three where she had kind of fallen and she finally moved from with daniel and got her own spot and she was kind of putting it together and yeah it was fading out and she was getting back to herself Th- those were two of my favorite moments. i really liked um the girls trip 
one when they went oh, yeah. to the, like the little girls trip. Yeah. And then I really liked I liked the Coachella episode as I love well. Coachella. Coachella. That one was it was it was it was just funny. It was real about how you you know I love the AKA episode. <laughs> that was a good one. She got a lot yeah. of flack for that though. I love that um that going back to your college and seeing where everybody yeah. is at. And just those that was, fun. that was that was a good that was a really good episode too. Even even to like me, I think Issa Rae was always kind of had her shit together. S- having your shit together is su- subjective. Subjective, yeah. But I, I, Issa if did. you living on your own, she did. you got to fucking what? I don't care how much money you make, what kind of car you drive. If you living on your own in L.A., that's you what got I was about to say. You have your shit together. <laughs> you you know what I mean? do. You doing something right? I, but, yeah, yeah. I, I love that. I, and like you said, too, to you saying, not, uh, I'm saying Nadia, Nadia must be talking about us. Uh, Molly going to Issa's house, coming from her sky ri- her yeah. sky rise penthouse, going to the hood and kicking it with her mm-hmm. girl. That's some real shit, you it's know? Yeah, I love that dynamic. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. that dynamic because I feel like that's so me. Yeah. Because I think from a lot of people, I've experienced my look at me and they see me as a certain way or being right. perceived and AKA. Right. Or <laughs> just being this type of girl and, yeah. and not digging deeper. And I'm really like, I am parts of that, but then I'm also a whole nother thing. Like From Chicago. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's right. real. It's real. It, you know, and I feel like I, those dynamics exist to me too. Right. Cause even like, you know, I have my little bougie HBCU friends that right. I'm with. But then, you know, it's some I know some dudes from Chicago. I grew up with on the south side that live out I'm here saying. in LA and yeah. you probably would be like, you know them? Right. And I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, I grew up with them on right. I have this funny story because when I was I was in Miami recently. Right. And um I had went to Tootsies with my friends. Strip club. Strip club. Mm-hmm. And so we were leaving from outside. And we were really kind of dressed up from because it was Art Basel week, and we had went to a few like fancy events, and then yeah. we ended up at Tootsie's. So it's like two, three o'clock in the morning, and I walk out of Tootsie's, and it's this big group of guys, and they look like rappers. They all have these diamond chains and all this, and I walk past them to go to the car, and they say, "Oh, you know, you looking fly. You know, you looking good. You know, you know, you fly. You look nice. Your dress is hot, or you know, you look nice." And right. I was like, "Thank you, thank you, y'all. You know, you guys look fly too." And you guys got some swag. You guys got some styles. Like, where y'all from? And we like, they were like, oh, we from Chicago. I said, oh, okay, you're from Chicago? I was like, oh, yeah, I'm from 82nd and Vernon. And, you know, I grew up in Chatham. They was like, you didn't grow up in a, nah, she didn't from Chicago. She's lying. She's lying. I was like, right. what high school did y'all go to? And they were like, oh, we went to Simeon. I was like, I used to live down the street from Simeon on 83rd and South. They started like, oh, it was a, he's a rapper. I just can't think of his name. He's from Chicago. He's a rapper. What is this boy's name? It blew their mind because they just looked at Was me. it darker any of them? No. It's another one. He saw, he used to do songs with like King Von and all them. If I he ended up following me on Instagram, I gotta f- figure out his name. But shout out to him. <laughs> and, shout, um, out. shout out to him and his manager. Um, I was just you know talking shit with them outside of Tootsie's, and it just really showed me like wow. And I told them I was like, be careful out here in Miami. Yeah. Y'all got all y'all chains on. Yeah, all yeah. That. You know it's crazy. And they was like, oh, you already know where we we from where you from. We yeah. keep it on us. And I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, okay, <laughs> okay. We keep it on. And my friend was like, what does that mean? I was like, oh, girl, I'm from Chicago. I'll, they, I'll they explain it to you I was later. Like, I don't never <laughs> say that to them. And it's just funny that I'm from. I grew up in Chatham in Chicago. It was you know pretty 
upper middle class, middle class black neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It had its low parts too, but it's like that's where I'm from. And I grew up pretty privileged there, but you know, going to private school and going to different things, people I feel like had a perception of me, mm-hmm. kind of like in that Molly thing. Right. That um, I feel like as black people, we don't get the chance to really be so multidimensional like that. Mm-hmm. And it could be really real where you are this, mm-hmm. but you're not, but you're that. Like I'm sitting lit at Tootsie's right. talking to these like hood ass rappers right. from Chicago because, right. and I can relate to them because we're from the same place. Yeah. Right, right, like, right. From that same place. And it's like, I don't know, just having that type of black. That type of, it's, I don't know, it's something about that black being able to, like, relate to black people, you know? It's right. just, I feel like, yeah. That is so interesting. What was the thing that you hated most about the finale of Insecure? Mm. I kind of, I, I know they had to wrap everything up. I think they took a little too long to start wrapping things up during the season so that when it did come to the finale, they had to jump a span of a few years within one episode. Right. So I didn't really care for that. Um, and again, the the part with, the the ending with Issa, I just um, expected just a little bit m- more of a triumphant moment for her. Right. What about you? What do you think? For the ending, that whole Issa Lawrence struggle love, I would have loved to see her progress and to be by herself and accept herself and be secure in herself and just be dating new people. Because I, I just don't like she ended up with Lawrence and playing stepmommy. They never really <laughs> the said that they were engaged or not. Right. Like you said, that was left open. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like you're ending back where you were. As that is so crazy because Molly really, her Stories close. Yeah. He says are still open. left open. Yeah. And like another part was with Tiffany. I feel like they should have dived more into Tiffany's story because I feel like her story is so it's the story of so many of my friends that have had the kid and the husband and you know it's yeah because Tiffany was was she miserable. wasn't happy. No, she wasn't. Did not you see happy. her change her hair? Yeah. I feel like that was big for Tiffany yes. to change her hair and start wearing that dark black wig. Mm-hmm. I felt that was a representation of her emotions. Yeah. And um, uh, with Kelly, I just I hated that <laughs> we were all waiting for Kelly to get somebody. I thought Kelly would have been a good link with um with Lawrence's friend and roommate. He was like, because they were so funny. He was like one of yeah. the comic really with Chad. He was like, he was one of my favorite characters actually because his comedic timing was just f- yeah. flawless. They were so funny. It, yeah, but um, I just I didn't like that they waited till the very last episode to give Kelly a man, and there was like, ooh, Kelly, and ooh, and she's pregnant too. And then you like, know, <laughs> just yeah, too long. And then I feel like they, I feel like we missed some moments that could have been shown, especially with like the whole Tiffany and Derek situation. Yeah, I don't think like we said, I don't think Tiffany is really happy with that. Mm-hmm. I think once she made that move, she kind of was like, mm, I'm not feeling this. I would have loved. She didn't want to leave in the first. Yeah, in the first place. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen that more because everyone has experienced that, and I feel like so many people think that when you have a husband and kids, everything is like peachy keen. And it's like, no, no oh, that's when no. real life really hits. Real right. life situation. And I, I also with um, Condola, I really wish I would have seen like what happened with Condola, like what happened with her. Oh, on her end, yeah. Her I don't end. really care. I never cared for Condola. I didn't care for her, I but I wanted yet. to see what happened. Yeah, and also with um, um, just some of the other characters like Daniel. I wonder whatever happened with Daniel. It would have been nice to see them bring back Daniel and, and Tasha, like we were talking about yeah. earlier. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, I just feel like them rushing through. I get it because it's you know the have to wrap it up. It's, it's just so many things I wanted to see. I wanted to see Torian supporting Molly through her mm-hmm. grief and how that looked. That was another yeah. thing that you brought that up. Uh, the moment where Molly's mom passed away and her brother called, it was like that scene, and then it went to a year later, and it it wasn't mentioned until. Issa finally got a hold of Molly and they talked about it. And she was like, well, you know, it's all right not to be okay. She was like, yeah, I just can't believe she's not going to be here for no more birthdays. And it was left at that. I probably yeah. wouldn't want it, like you said, to, for them to elaborate just to touch on it more since they spent so much time of when her mom actually did get sick and have a stroke. They spent a few two episodes on that. Or even if they were going to get engaged or be engaged, I would have loved to have seen that or seen what it took because – when they when they got back together, mm-hmm. her and Lawrence, I guess he had a girlfriend or whatever, mm-hmm. and she was dating the new the guy new or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have loved to see what that looked like. Mm-hmm. And they never really, I don't know if I missed it, but did they ever say what Lawrence was doing for work once he moved back to L.A.? No, not once he moved back to L.A., they just never when he was in San Francisco. So my whole thing is, were you working from home, or is Lawrence not having a job now, and he's doing his own little business? Like, what is it? Right, because right. for me, they never said that he quit that's, his job. That's true. Because remember, this is what me and my friend were arguing about. Remember when Lawrence moved to San Francisco, when he was working for that company, mm-hmm. it was rumors, you know, that they were going to be firing people and all that. Remember, and he started looking for another yep. job. Mm-hmm. And that's why he ended up moving to San Francisco because mm-hmm. he got that job. Right. So if he had moved, if the job made him move to San Francisco and then he moved back, Lawrence don't have a job right now. Sorry. Here you go. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's a possibility. That's a possibility. And Issa's playing stepmama and supporting him again. I hope not. I hope that wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I know they left it open for interpretation, but I really hope not because it's like damn deep. But Issa, it's real, though. Issa down bad if all that shit happened. But it's real. But you know what? It's real, though. Yeah. And it's that ride or die Happy ending type of thing right. that get us girls messed up. Yeah. It really does. I believe that that really messes us up. What spinoff you want to see from Insecure? Molly. What about you? Mm, I would have loved to see Kelly and more about what happened. But I actually, I think I would like to see Tiffany and Derek. And oh, seeing wow. what yeah. happens and seeing that that struggle, because mm-hmm. I feel like everything it wasn't peachy keen there. No. I feel like, you know, I had this theory that Tiffany's baby was not Derek's. Oh, wow. I had a theory about Bro, that. how'd she come? <laughs> that, that wasn't even a part of my mind. I was like, <laughs> so I came up with that theory. And I don't know if it's the writer in me, but I pay attention to detail. When she had, she admitted that she cheated on Derek oh, with yeah, her coworker. And then when she was acting all sporadic, even though it was like mm-hmm. postpartum, yeah, yeah. I felt like it could have contributed to that, oh, wow. that maybe she didn't know that the baby was Derek's and right. it was really bothering her because maybe she wasn't completely 100% sure. Because okay. when she left and went to that hotel, yeah. it was a lot of loose ends. And mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if you remember, it was the episode when, when they were watching Due North mm-hmm. and the boys, the men were at... Um, were they at Chad's house yeah, Chad's or house. or something like that? And all the mm-hmm. girls were at Issa's house. Mm-hmm. And they asked Derek, oh, where's Tiffany? And he said, oh, she's at Issa's house with um, the girls, and they're watching Do North. But at Issa's house, it was only her and mm-hmm. Molly and Kelly. 
and Tiffany was not there, and they didn't know where Tiffany was at. Right. So my whole thing is I always thought about that, and I always thought that maybe Tiffany was messing around. Well, she was messing around on Derek. Maybe that baby is not his, and the reason that she's tripping out is a little bit of postpartum, but it's a lot of maybe the baby isn't Derek's. Maybe the baby. That was a bar. Maybe the baby. But let's be like Molly and wrap up. What should our listeners do ASAP? Follow me on Instagram at Shaywatch, S-H-A-Y-W-A-T-C-H. ASAP, follow Pretty Black on Instagram, Pretty, P-R-E-T-T-Y, underscore Black, B-L-A-Q, the number one, and go stream my album Bantu Nuts. It's currently on Tidal, Spotify, and Amazon Music. All that information will be located in the description of this episode. Thank you for tapping in ASAP. Again, Apple, Spotify listeners, rate, subscribe, follow wherever you listen to podcasts. See you guys on the next one. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.